Support for this podcast comes from the patrons at patreon.com slash FML FPL. Game week three done and dusted. I'm fucking buzzing. How you doing? Not buzzing. Not buzzing. Tell me why. <laughs> you know, just like classic. My team is doing nothing and everyone's kind of bad. And the only players I have that do well are the same players everyone else has. So, you know. It's just, so you must have had a big red arrow this week? Uh, it's so funny. I mean, I'm at 383K. <laughs> it doesn't feel good. At 58 points. Um, you went up almost 200K this week. Yeah, you say that, but bottom of the mini league, literal Derek is shitting all over my face into my mouth, and it doesn't feel it just doesn't feel good. And mostly, everyone else had over sixty points that we're we're looking at. So you know, you know, it's the same oh, shit. You sound exactly like me in the in the first two weeks pods, where like game week one, where I was like, I actually did fine. We, I think we actually had the same game week rank, my game week one and your game week three. And I felt really bad because everyone in Slack was on fucking 90 points and everyone was flying, but it's f- fine today. After three game weeks, I'm, I'm just stunned at your, at your darkness. Three game weeks, 380k, you have two free transfers, you're fucking good to go. You got bones yeah, coming out of your ass. You had a fucking fifteen point Lucas Mora day today, so you're. I'm just, obviously buzzing. Yeah. So fuck off, trying to give me all this bullshit. I didn't have a fifteen point Lucas Mora day. I had my first non Salah assist slash return from a midfielder all year today, and it was a fucking three little pieces of shit points. Sacco actually gets those bones in. Five nil losses. <laughs> so I don't know what you're trying to tell me. I'm telling I'm you just, that you're fine and you're doing oh well and you're trending God. upwards. Oh, I'm trending upwards. You buy trending. stock. You buy stock in Team Walsh right now, sitting on two frees and three ADK. That's fact. Yeah. Trending gonna buy players who blank and get injured downwards incoming. Okay. All right. um, anyway, how are you? You could tell me about all your happiness and all the great things about Team Milan. So top 10K net average, 48.3. Overall net average, 48.1, which is interesting. So we we both eclipsed that. I fucking shit all over that with 74. Just wasn't. I mean, I got I Kearney, a.k.a. George Boyd, coming off the bench with an assist. <laughs> Ghost of George Boyd slash Ozil just treating me. Trent hitting the post twice, getting yellow cards for fun. I mean, Luke, Lord Lucas, Lukash, just... Going into game week three, two point two percent owned overall, just absolutely flying. I have, I have De Gea, which is still a nightmare. Just, I guess he's just a, like a Lee Grant placeholder at this point in the season, so I'll have to swap that out. But overall, just flying. I mean, the Bavis benching was annoying. De Gea sucks, but I pre- pretty much returns everywhere else other than Kuhn, which is borderline good for me because he was I capped a lot, so. Yeah, I mean, not much to be said. I transferred out Juan B, very controversial transfer out of the probable best value player in the game, Juan B, and Jota out. You also took Jota out for Alonzo and Billing. Alonzo, back-to-back-to-back, double-digit fucking masterpiece, tall, so 
that that's a good job by me. And uh, yeah, I'm flying. I went up 500k places, 166k overall. Feeling great. Good job by you. Good job by you. All right, shout out the FML Vale Prize League slash Mug League winner for August first mug of the season. I don't actually know because obviously. The leagues aren't fully updated yet. It's only been like four hours since since the last match ended, so FPL's not updated yet. But I think it goes to either Petro, aka Ruho Ruho Lati Palace, possibly Aaron England, aka Gerud Sandstorm. Fantastic name. Um, I don't know on Bryce's site fantasypl.com dot com or yeah fntsypl.com. It has them both tied at two sixty, so we'll see. Don't know yet. And then shout out top of the public league. I, I mean, I just don't fucking know yet. So, but I just got a FL as a joke for that reason alone. So let's just go on. Um, anything you want to start with? Um, I mean, the game today is fresh on the mind. You want to get into uh, how good United look today? Oh my God, dude. So. Jack on Slack, where would you go if you're getting DDG out? I have three city and three spools, three pool spots already accounted for. Um, or just ride it out with DDG because life is pain. And FBL Don on Twitter also said, also looking for a keeper. Best keeper options for the coming game weeks. I had Dea since game week one, but I'll likely move him on when I wildcard. I mean, they're a fucking nightmare. Yeah, De Gea seems like very high on the transfer list if you own him. There's really doesn't feel like much sense in sticking with him. Um, they're kind of all sorts in the at the back. I mean, Michael Smalling and Bones Jones back in today didn't seem to make too much of a difference. Uh, just like a lot of space, very strange game for them. If you have three, it's a good question, really, because if you have three and three full of City spuds, it's really hard. City, I'm sorry, City, yeah, Liverpool. It's really hard because. Goalkeeper looks like a black hole. There really aren't any good options. I, is Keppa? I'm kind of like feeling him. What do you think? Yeah, I, th- I guess Jason was talking about Keppa a little bit. Just you're just kind of rolling the dice there. I feel like they're just being like, I hope Chelsea get their shit together, but they easily might not. Um, and then it feels like a really bad pick to me. I mean, I think I'd be tempted to just go four or five and spend that 1.5 million somewhere else. Yeah, I don't mind Ryan. I, I still think Matt Ryan's yeah, a Ryan's decent good. shout. He had over 100 saves last season, and they have two tough fixtures coming up, game week six, seven, home spuds at City, but around those fixtures until December, they're really good. And he could be, he could quietly tick. He feels like the best 4-5 to me. Do I think Brighton are good? Fuck off, Brighton. You, you like Brighton too much. I don't know what's happening. <laughs> I don't know. I need to start picking up Everton every pod or something. Uh, yeah, see how no, you, that's how you why like I didn't it. say anything. Yeah, Ryan's a good pick. Yeah, I agree. Um, who else? I mean, I think Hennessy is a pretty decent pick. Yeah. I like Palace's fixtures going forward, even after the bad Watford game. Foster's no, Tom, an okay no pick. Tompkins, no Tompkins, no party. Yeah, I was actually curious about that, and we had we had a question about that. Um, where is it? Yeah, Jack on Slack. How much does the Tompkins injury impact PVA slash Saco prospects for the pretty favorable fixtures coming up for Palace? I mean, like 500% impact? Wow, okay. Yeah, all of the impact? Martin Kelly doesn't know how to play football. Okay, He's that's basically. That's yeah, I was talking to Dave on Slack today. He's basically, you go down to your local, you see the tallest person, 
and you point at him and give him some fucking boots and tell him you're playing center back for our team. He has no feet and he's an absolute imbecile and he's awful. He's so bad. Sacco, on the best of days, can handle himself. He's really good at passing and such, but he cannot cover for an incompetent center back next to him. And that's what he deals with, with Kelly all the all the fucking game. And it destabilizes the entire back line. It's an extraordinary downgrade. And I feel really bad about Palace Cleans without him. Okay, so we're not on Palace. Watford, I just looked at their fixtures. We're not on Watford. No, so no. you're left with like not much else than Ryan. I feel like there's not many other guys I trust. Is there anyone else you see down there in that price range? Pickford, they're so bad, but the fixtures are okay. No, no. I, I mean, really, no. I, really, I think, no. Yeah, there's really no it's one. I, shocking. I think. You know who That's, actually yeah. is a shout? Keep an eye on is Schmeichel. I shouted. Schmeichel, Lester, yeah, 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 yeah. I shouted Leicester defense last pod. Like they are the most negative pieces of shit this season. Like Puel has taken any. Any attacking intent out of straight out of this team, they do none of it. Their underlying defensive stats are really, really good, and I mean they have Liverpool this week, so annoying to get someone in before Liverpool, but mostly a good run after that. And I think Leicester will keep a bunch of clean. So yeah, no, I like that shot. Yeah, that's a good shot. But fuck, man, yeah, De Gea United. It was funny because I was talking to a Ray on Slack before because we both have Bavis and. We were just talking about who to go to. I already have Alonzo. I was like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe United look good, and I'll get like Smalling or Bones Jones or something. <laughs> then they do that, and it's just like, nope. Is there an, is there anyone on United that's like worth considering? Shaw was again maybe their best player. Yeah, probably man of the match he's, for United. He's just been outstanding all season. Yeah, he's just really the, good. The main issue is, you know. He his points are dependent on them keeping clean sheets and fixtures are okay, but a lot of aways coming up and it just doesn't feel good. I mean, it doesn't. You you don't back them for a clean away to a mid table side, even to a shitty side like Deitch's Burnley, you know, or Watford with Gracia. They score at home for fun. Then they have Wolves who look like they have something about them. At West Ham is no clean. I mean, Newcastle, Newcastle home is best. Fixture in, in the in the league, but overall, it, it just doesn't feel like they have a lot of clean sheets coming in in yeah, the near term at all. And you're also terrified of the of team sheet every week. Yeah, which doesn't help. And you know, it, it eased my concerns a lot today when Young was on the bench. You know, it, that yeah. tells me that he's preferring Shaw there in left back rather than playing Young reverse on the other side of the pit, like double reverse out of position. I don't know what you call yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> but. It doesn't matter when they let three in and they look abhorrent. So Shaw's on the short list for me. I, I, no, I, there's no reason to purchase any United players. They look terrible. I, I, if you know, if you have Paul, he's on pens. I don't know. You, you don't feel good to there, have but. Milivojevic that costs eight point two. Yeah, it feels that, really that's what bad. It is. Oh yeah, it feels awful. But uh, United, United out basically. Yeah, United pretty much out. Um, on the other side of the thing, Spurs were a fest. I mean, they it's it was a weird game. It was a two half game of two halves. United had a lot of chances first half, and then Spurs just destroyed them second half. I thought. Yeah, it's no Davinson Sanchez is just such a huge difference. It's ridiculous. Imagine if he was playing today. 
would have I mean, him for sure. They let sure. up a lot of chances without him. <laughs> yeah, but if with him, playing, they wouldn't yeah, have been chances. More. They would have been pens or something. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. They, I thought they looked okay. I mean, a lot of chances? You think there were a lot of chances? Oh, maybe I need to watch highlights back. It seemed like they were relatively in control. I, it didn't feel like United had much about them and there first half, of, second half, all, all, all told. Yeah, there yeah. were a lot of half chances, like Paul shooting from 30 yards out and stuff like that. But you there was know. also like... Rom with an empty net, and Rom had another yeah, like but, really close shot that, that he kind of scuffed. Fucking floppy hands, like disaster, drunk driving, lettuce hands. I can't believe he was in the team. Has to be in the team. Yeah, drunk but he driving just is... fucking DUI'd like three days ago. It's a rite of passage. He doesn't need to drive. So many, so much French champers in there. It's okay. Unbelievable that athletes are getting pulled over for DUIs. <laughs> so it's you hilarious. have unlimited money. Just, like, oh, you're, you're a blue collar worker and you just put in a, a 10 hour shift and you're coming home from the bar. Oh, nope. I'm an actual multimillionaire and I'm going to drive <laughs> drunk off my ass at 3 a.m. home instead of spend $8 on a fucking cap. Terrible. Um, Hugo Lloris. Get yeah. in there. Yeah. We have a yeah. bunch of Spurs questions. We got JP on Twitter. He said, Lucas, I was worried about rotation, but he's been great. Possible Richarlison replacement. Thackerilla on Slack. Do we hold Davis or upgrade to Alonzo if you have the money? And is it too late to get on Lucas Mora? A lot of Lucas action. And then Derek asking about... Derek not asking a question in our private channel? Yeah, not texting us off off Slack, actually asking a question for the pod. Rare moment. He's getting really... He's really building his confidence. And he's... (laughs) He said, thoughts on Trippier. How worried should I be about him being rotated, considering his offensive contributions and Aurea seemingly have the potential to get a red card every game he plays? Seems like an easy choice for Potts to start trips. Thoughts? Um, I mean, the Trippier trips question can be answered by you in Do You Own Ben Davis? I own Ben Davis. There's your answer. You see what happened to that. Yeah, a lot of rotation risk. Yeah, it's it's period. a it's, it's that's a period. You, you have one bis though, and you can you can stomach it. That's the thing. But I think it's it's stomachable. And Kieran is with those set pieces and shit. He seems much more. I don't know. That, this is unfair to Bavis, but he seems like he has more attacking intent. Even though Bavis created a billion chances game week one and two. Yeah, well, I mean, he's got direct set pieces for the right footers yeah. in all the corners. I, there is only one other player besides Marcos. A murderer. Don't call me a murderer. It was manslaughter. Double digit hauls for every defense start in the, in the year, and it's Kieran Trippier. Eleven points game week two. Eleven points game week three. So, yeah. I think good. they're both very reasonable picks. Although it. It doesn't feel great, I guess. No. I mean, but, but you see also as well the, the main issue is not the rotation, but Davis came on for five minutes today. Oh, you know, you don't get the bench points; you that's get the worst. one point. That's the problem. So you, yeah, it's really, not Kuhn getting rotated where he like doesn't sub on. It's fucking yeah, yeah. So you're really not looking at okay, get a clean, and then he doesn't play. It's a zero. You know, the points don't average out to the clean, and then whoever comes off the bench, the points average out to six and one or, or whatever it may be. So it puts so much more emphasis on them really hauling and getting a double return because if you're looking at a one point cameo, you know that brings your your average down to the eleven point. It's still fine; it's not bad, but it brings it down to you know more of a six or a five or something. And if right. they don't do a double return, it gets even lower. So and the next two fixtures are at Wofford, home Liverpool, not great. Not great. And the other thing, too, must be said, you know, I don't hate going Toby. A 5'9", he's a little yeah. cheaper, but he's nailed. And Horford. if he thinks, yeah, well, I like Toby more. But if you're going to be 
wanting to share in spot defense, I, I feel like it's got to go. You got to go, Larice or, or Toby. It feels just more, you know, more sure. You don't want to be having one point cameos off the bench. It's not where you want to be. It's tough. It, it, again, it, we are three game weeks in, and Davis has created five thousand chances in his two games, and then had a sub appearance today. Trips has two double digit hauls and in, in, in two starts with Aurier Wolf for sure play his, his fair share of games, but it's not sustainable. You know, you're you're not gonna see trips at the end of the season with six goals and nine assists or something like yeah, yeah, yeah. at all. Nothing near that. So Yeah, and the, I think the average point you bring up is really important. I mean, it obviously they won't sub on every single time they don't start, but right. even if they're just Picking up points for clean, six points for a clean, and then you average that with a zero or a one or a two or something like that, and a sub, that's not good. That's not six million defender good. That's just not worth it. Whereas if you back Spurs to be top four, top three in cleans, then yeah, I think I agree with you. It's it's just a lot safer to go with the center back. Yeah, and then so midfield, you on Lucas. What, what do you? What's your take there? Well, it's interesting. So. Obviously, I started the season with Lucas, so I thought really highly of him, and then he, he's come through with three goals in the last two, which is phenomenal. And I think going forward, it looks like he's really, really good pick. But the question is just like how far forward, because Son and South Korea are in the semifinals, so they'll be back relatively soon with an international break after game week four, sooner than it might seem. But then Gavin on on... Slack, huge Spurs fuckboy, also brought up the point that Sun like needs rest. Like he went straight from the season to the World Cup, straight to the Asian Games. Like he's had absolutely no time off at all. And if Lucas keeps playing this well, he might just nail himself to begin with. So I, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously a really good pick short term. It just it feels a little bit to me like you missed the boat, if, and transferring him in now is maybe not the best. I don't know. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I wouldn't be looking to buy him, especially um, with the fixtures. Like fixtures after international break, he's home Liverpool. That's they're all aways. Yeah, that's a nightmare. Then a million aways. At Brighton is not a good fixture. And then you yeah. know, Sun's back. Rotation risk. Like I don't know. You know, that's already that's like a month from now already. So I think he's sort of in the same camp as Shaw. Just you know, you're happy with the points you got so far, but. It was never a medium to long term hold. You, know, you knew the risks going into the season, and with Suan coming back and Lamella, yes, he's knocked, but he's still around, and he's looked good. But I don't know about buying him. It seems that seems very knee jerky to me. Yeah, I don't, I don't like it really. And then I think we need to talk about Kane. Um, what, what's going on there? He's really good at scoring goals. Yeah, he's he's like a fucking. Old boxer or something. He's like Zlatan at this point. <laughs> He's just like he looks old as fuck and slow, and he can't run and blah blah blah. And he's dropping deep, and he's playing like behind Lucas and all that shit. And then he gets his chance, and he just fucking scores. Like he's he's still just like so good. Obviously, world class talent coming in with a haul today. Do you think it's still just we all have Mo, we all have Kuhn? There's no way to fit him in, or do you think? You know, do you think there's anything there for we need to re- rejigger and figure out a way to shove him in, or what do you what do you feel? I just cannot imagine fitting him in. Yeah, that that's kind of where I feel. It's just like Kuhn's. my next most expensive attacker behind Mo and Kuhn is Ozil, 
and Ugh, finding four million and not just completely like devastating my team to go up to Kane and my it's just I can't imagine it. I just that'd have to be like Davis to Juan De Gea to a four five and I'm I'm still not there. It's just I can't yeah. I can't imagine being able to afford it. And Mo's just such a better captain still. Is there any conversation you feel like having about Kuhn versus Kane or no? I think it's an interesting conversation. I feel like, and this is a cop-out, but we need more information. But at the same time, I feel like this was a conversation we had before last season. Spurs actually have nailed good midfielders that you can play. And they obviously won't cover Kane's points, but there's still a nice share of Spurs' attack. Whereas City just have almost no good midfield picks, maybe Dilva, but that's not even like 100%. I'm sure he'll get rotated. So to me, that's a big difference, and that makes Kuhn well worth it to me. Like, I'd much rather have, like, well, I'm on Lucas, like Lucas and Kuhn, or Erickson and Kuhn, or Ali and Kuhn, than Kane and, and Bernardo Silva. Is that like. Equal money, like that's not good to me. I don't think. I'm su- I'm surprised you engage that because to me that's not a conversation I want to have. It's yeah, worthless. I mean that's why that's how I answered Absol- it. It's, it's an absolute worthless conversation. Couldn't so much better. Yeah. Um, home Newcastle, home Fulham, at Cardiff, home Brighton. Get the fuck out of my face. So Kane, Rom, and Alexis all have the same baseline BPS this week. Do you want to guess what that is? The actual number. The actual number. Kane, Rom, Kane, Rom, Alexis. Six? Zero. Zero! <laughs> baseline, baseline. Not their no, final No, I know, BPS. I know. That's why I went six. I was, you know, a little generous. Cause... Yeah, six is like, wow, okay. Well, no, of six course, isn't zero. wow. They six just is fucking chances six. and get dispossessed for absolute fucking fun. Zero. I love that. Holy yeah, shit, that's great, hilarious. Great little stat I just saw. So I'm thinking, like, you know, Rom missing an open net. Kane played 90 minutes at left back. <laughs> And then Alexis played 10 minutes, so that's how many dispossessions. Toting it up in my head, it's about 48 dispossessions. Still thought, you know, maybe six. Zero yeah, is good. That's no a good six. job by you. No Love six. that. Yeah, great stat. Um, wow, Spurs. They're good, though. Um, where to next? A lot of people are talking about wild carding. Should we talk about that? I mean, <laughs> I feel like we. this is going to be a question that we're going to have to like entertain on Many pods going forward, but Craig on Slack said, "What's your breaking point to wild card? Too many red cards, too few subs picking up points to help, or is it all okay as long as you have a decent eleven playing and bringing in points?" Yeah, and no, a wild card this week looks very much on the cards for a lot, a lot of, the of kind people. of temp- templatey teams. You know, the Richarlison red card was massive. Um, Arnautovic, we still don't know what he's, his deal is. I mean, I guess it's a little ease now with Shaw's starting today, but a lot of people had Shaw. Um, just a lot, a lot of, of flags. Right. A lot De Gea, Bevis. De Gea, Bevis, yeah, a lot, a lot of flags, a lot of players getting falling out of favor. Um, I, I really don't hate the wild card this week. It's a little annoying because we only have one game week until international break, which is always like a tumultuous time. But yeah, no, I, I think if you have over four, you know, problems in your team, it's just a fine time to play it. A game week three is a typical time. You know, a lot of people play a game week three wild cards uh, in years past, and it works out okay. But you know, we we have a reasonable amount of information to see kind of like who the mid price mids are, what teams are attacking, which defenses to avoid, all those things. So 
I don't, I don't, I don't hate wild carding this week at all. A lot of times when I've seen people ask, you know, 50 50, I'm advocating for it versus against, which normally it's more like 90 10 advocating against it. Yeah. I'm, I'm basically the same way when people have asked me. I'm like, usually my answer is like, you're kind of fine, but it's not a bad wild card, which is, I guess, as good as you can get. Um, well, speaking of Richarlison, I mean, that was, <laughs> I had to call you and interrupt birthday celebrations to tell you about the Richarlison red card. Yeah, my wife was happy because I was immediately in a better mood for at least two hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was just a beautiful thing. And Elmo on Slack said, with Richarlison red carded, is it better to transfer him out and then probably transfer him back in when the band's over or bench him and suffer the short-term price drops? Um, I mean, what do you think? I think it's a straight out. Yeah. I, would, I would transfer him straight out if I had him. I think. I feel like the the Juan Biz is is the key That's factor. True. That's true. If he's if he's the one that you would be starting, then you could maybe get away with it. It's only two games, I think, right? Because one's an it's FA only Cup two, game. Because right? one's a cup, yeah. So that's the kind of thing where you know if you liked what you saw from him enough in the first couple of games, and you think you want him for the medium term, and and someone like Juan Biz is coming in for you, then that. Feels okay to me, but and then you you know you spend your transfers in other problem areas in your team. But in general, I don't think I've seen too many teams like that because a lot of people kind of are angle shooting for Juan coming in as a starter for the next couple. Yeah, that been, they you know, use their transfers that way last week. Yeah, and so I mean, in talking about Richarlison, I've that quick little piece of shit aside. Big question is, you know, who do you bring in? I know a lot of people already went in for Walcott. People looking to jump on the rises, and it's a fairly like for like, you know, same team, blah blah blah. But what do you see for you know the six five and under midfield replacements? Yeah, I mean Walcott, I think is just a great pick. Like we yeah. we shouted him last pod as being kind of a better pick. Anyway, to Richarlison and getting like more big chances and blah blah blah. Obviously, good timing for him to come in with a double return, and that everyone's just in on him now. Or no, did he double return? No, no, just single return. Single return, no, no baps. Oh, and he drew the red card. That was the thing. Um, yeah, I think Faye was a great pick. I think other guys in the mix are Pereira, and people are going to Lucas now after today. Pedro, Mkhitaryan, Grob. I don't know where I'd go to be honest. I haven't like studied all of those guys that closely. I I honestly think that all of those guys are good picks. I mean, Lucas, we went on already is is really knee jerky short short term pick. I don't love. Do you feel strongly about any of these guys? I feel what? strongly that I do not like Walcott. I think it's a bad pick. Really? Um, Why? Yeah, his stats are shocking. He's had. Um, Four goal attempts all season, three starts, and he's created three chances in three starts. So yeah, it's, I'm, like the, I'm, it's like the same as Richarlison. It's like Richarlison. I'm not. I'm not looking for that. I, I, you know, the price is okay, but it just doesn't feel sustainable to me. I like Gross a lot. He hasn't done it so far, but pens are huge for him because the bonus points every time he gets a return we saw last season he gets a basically minimum of two bonus points when he gets a goal or an assist minimum yeah and the main issue i have with him is that obviously he didn't start against liverpool and they have home spurs at city game week 6 and 7 so you know if you extrapolate what 
Hewton's trying to do against the big sides, and he's not in the plans because he wants to go four five one, and obviously he doesn't know how to play defense. Grob, gross. So that's a big problem because if he's going to miss two game weeks six seven, that's that's not great. But again, like we talked about with Matt Ryan, the fixtures until December, removing those two are just obscene. They're so good. So good. and you know if you if you tack on. I don't know. What do you you think? They got a lot of pens last year. Maybe like four pens. Yeah, four four ish pens, something like that. I mean, that's they have really like a good. lot of tricky dribblers who and pacey guys, and I feel like those are like the types of guys who get a lot of pens, draw a lot of pens. Yeah, so I, I like the growth strategy. It's very under the radar. I mean, no one owns him. It's a big diff. He's under three. Murray had four pens last year. Murray scored four pens last year. Scored four, and how many did he miss? One or two. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he definitely missed some. Yeah. Um, but you know, again, Gross hasn't done anything for him to play at all. But you know, home Fulham at Southampton, the next two could catch lightning in a bottle. There, we two, know two, how two of the best fixtures. Yeah, we know how good Fulham are defense is not great. And then again, after six seven, the fixtures from eight to what are we looking at? Game week seventeen. That's nine games. It's just ridiculous till December. He should be on wild card radars just for that. For that reason, I mean, long term, his he's just a fucking hold. He's yeah. mini Erickson on pens. Yeah, and the other thing why I like him, even especially if you're a wild card, you know, spending with Juan Bissaka at four million, who's a borderline starter, you can put a five million midfielder in for your fifth midfield. You you don't have to go far five there. And you know, if if you look at, I didn't do this fucking research because I don't know what do we have a pot or something. But if you can find some <laughs> five million midfielder to cover those two game weeks for Gross and Bencham, that's pretty sweet. If you could do that, but oh, you mean find someone with good fixtures or whatever? Yeah, yeah. I I, I, I mean, really Kearney's home Watford at Everton. Good guy. Yeah, there you go. That's that's that that does itself. I'm really starting to get into Fraser. I'm he's the main Dude, person. Ridiculously good stats. Yeah, I, he's absurd. the main person I'm looking at for Otsel and we'll get there when we get to our teams, but the 5-5 five five is just a, is ridiculous and you know, he's not touching it in the box and touching his dick in the box at all, but the chances he creates are big chances. He's sliding weighted balls down the middle. He's not crossing in from dick fuck land and it's a half chance. You know, he has nine chances created on the season, and five are big chances. Five big chances That's in three games is good. absurd. And you know, he shoots, and he's good on baps, and it seems so far, knock on wood, while stands out that he's in the middle of the uh, the full zipped autistic masters plans for the season. <laughs> and he looks good. He's not in no, enough he teams. He looks incredible. He looks incredible. He's just, he's just not in enough teams. Period. To me, and you know. Bournemouth have a tough one at Chelsea, but they still have good fixtures from an attacking standpoint. You missed out on the first three, which were all good, but they're still good fixtures in the near term. Maybe not, you know, a, a long term hold, but they attack a lot and they score even against good teams. You know, he doesn't normally park against good teams, so Fraser's Fraser's interesting, especially because you know you could have your fourth fifth midfielder be Fraser and Hughes or Fraser and, and Kearney or something and. You know, you could you could make 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 it go there. I don't know. Yeah, it's good. I, I like that shout a lot. He's he's really really good. What about you're a new Pedro owner one one game in? How do you feel about Pedro? He started that. That's all I wanted. I, I wasn't expecting returns because I just transferred him in, and players that I just transferred in don't return. But the <laughs> fact that he was in the team sheet is all all I can ask for. 
like I mentioned in Lambs, you know, wasn't too enthusiastic about the fixture just because, you know, I knew Rafa was going to park a deep bus and Pedro usually does most of his work on the counterattacks, finding space when there, when there was space in the box on, you know, on the counterattack. And they had maybe like three counterattacks the entire game. Um, he wasn't fantastic by any stretch. He got subbed early. William was okay, but you know he was running at tired legs. I, I don't think that that's a concern. I think the main stepping stone was to make sure that he was favored by Sari over William on the wing. And you know I expect points to come. He's he's similar to Lucas. I think it's kind of a maybe a little bit more optimistic outlook in the medium term. But if he's on the team sheet, he's going nowhere. I think Pedro's a fantastic pick yeah. still. Six I mean, five like, is is silly on Chelsea. You know, they're gonna yeah, create no, and score a lot. Yeah. It's obviously for people who are buying this week and transferring out Richarlison and watched Chelsea Newcastle, it's not it's difficult to be enthusiastic about that. And Rafa I mean, he showed himself once again to be one of the best bus merchants in all of the land when he wants to be. And Chelsea didn't create anything with 80% possession, they just didn't actually create shit other than like a pen. But Pedro's so good. And the role that Sorry has him in is perfect for him. And I expect against most teams, he's going to continue getting a ton of shots like he did in the first two game weeks. And is a shot to score any week. I, I think Pedro would still maybe be my top, top guy for a Richardson replacement. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, he's he's, he's fine. What, what, what about, about uh, what about Mkhitaryan, last, was, last guy? Yeah. I was just about to bring him up. Um, oh, and Pereira too, but Watford's fixtures are so fucking bad. Yeah, well, let's talk about both. But Mkhitaryan just—he was involved, but zero chances created against West Ham. You know, he he had a few pops on goal like outside the box and whatnot, but. The fixtures are just still so good. It's the kind of thing where, like a Bombyang, you know, you're not going to advocate selling a Bombyang. You look at the fixtures, you know that he's got quality about him. Buying him is tough to me still, though. Mickey, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 I'm very it, conflicted it, on Mctarian. I, I feel like, go ahead. No, I was just going to say it still feels like Emery does not know their best eleven, yeah. and that's concerning because. He might not start, <laughs> and it it also like I'm I, we're a little bit maybe a lot of bit biased on Ozil who I'm maybe gonna keep, but we'll get to that later. Yeah, but I might, I might keep him also. I think I I think I will. I mean, spoiler, I think I will keep Ozil because that West Ham game was just if you ever needed evidence that they absolutely need Ozil, uh, to me it was that West Ham game. They That's really. Fair. Did not create much against a very borderline worst defense in the league, and they just needed that creativity. They needed the final ball, and that's what Ozil brings. And I don't know. Yeah, Mickey. I th- I think he's still good. You obviously hold him if you have him, but yeah, I think I'd put him under under Pedro, maybe Grob, maybe Fraser. Yeah. So what about Pereira yeah, that, though? That's I mean the thing with Pereira is you know they're really good at home and the next couple of fixtures are really bad but they're still at home and you know his stats are pretty decent and when you watch Watford this weekend I'm you know obviously watching the 15 minute extended highlights so this weekend was the first full 90 I watched of Watford obviously against Palace but he's the danger man there's there's no two ways about it no question about it he's He's the player that makes them tick, and you know you expect him to be involved when they're when they're slotting home goals. And 
He looks good. I mean, six six one. I think he is now. It's just fantastic value. He's living in the box. He's not yeah, shooting yeah. that much, and like his XG is not that high because he only scores worldies for the most part. But yeah, I totally agree with you. He's just the guy they're looking for to get on the ball in the box all the time. And, yeah, and usually had, it'll level out. Like he'll stop probably scoring worldies with every shot attempt, but he'll also start scoring the easier chances and and people start scoring on the chances that he creates. So I think yeah, I think the points will come. I'm just the the short term fixtures is just so tough to imagine Wofford like I mean they've looked really good so far, so maybe I'm just underselling them, but Home Spurs, home uni- I mean United. <laughs> what am I saying? <laughs> Five, six, seven are home United at Fulham at Arsenal, and it looks bad, but Jesus, is that really good? And we're just not being fair? That's a shout. Yeah. Home Spurs is definitely not good. That's definitely bad. That's definitely not good game before. But yeah, at, Ful- at Arsenal, we know is a good fixture. Their defense is ridiculously bad. At Fulham, Bournemouth, Wolves, Huddersfield. At Newcastle is a really bad fixture at Southampton. Like, yeah, it's the fixtures read worse than they are if you actually spend time to think in your brain besides looking at the color of red or green next to them. Yeah, yeah. But he's, you know, he's got eight goal attempts in the box on the season already. And in three game weeks, you know, if you're averaging two point X on, on goal attempts in the box, that's going to get you somewhere. And he's, you know, 37% goal conversion is not, not, you know, really sustainable. But at the same time, you watch him and, He's fucking good. He's not Richarlison. You know, he's not profligate. He's, no, he's fucking good. He started for Juventus for a season and a half for a reason. Like he's yeah. legit good. He's good. I have absolutely no problem whatsoever with anyone bringing him in. You know, he's a fucking amazing and definitely not a shout to bring in for Richarlison. But I was just jerking it to his compilation this week. It was Felipe Anderson? Oh he's man, so good. Yeah, he's there will in- be- actually incredible. There will be a time when we can oh, actually yeah. seriously entertain bringing him in, and it's just yes. not going to be until Halloween. But when Halloween comes along, we'll have this conversation. We will bring in Felipe then. Oh, man, he's good. He's good. Um, should we talk more about, about I was about to say Slack. I, was, I meant Arsenal. I mean, so there's the Abba talk. There's Bug Eyes Okay, talk. before I'm going to cut you off, I if someone... Wants to bring in Arsenal defender. I don't want to talk to you. Don't want to have a conversation with you about FPL. It's absurd the amount of people I see talking about. Should I bring in Bellerin for this run? Bellerin, I was going to say. Yeah. I mean, okay, he can put in unsuccessful crosses. Like so does Cedric. I don't give a fuck what their fixtures are. They're not playing eight-year-old children. Their defense is a joke. It's, it's shambolic. an actual shambolic. Swiss cheese joke piece of shit unit. It's so bad. The amount of people I have seen fucking asking questions about Arsenal defense does my head and it really pisses me off. It's like, do more than read the fixtures because they're still professional (laughs) footballers. It's beyond me. It's actually beyond me. I don't understand it. Don't understand it. It's a really bad job. Their defense is awful. It's awful. It's for their fourth worst in the expected goals against table, which is usually reserved for relegation battle, not for a top six team. But that shows, how, that shows how fucking bad they are. <laughs> the defense is a joke. They've, it's an set, they've conceded joke. the second most shots in the league, first most shots on target in the league. 
people, it's like, oh, Bellerin might drop from 5'5 five, five to 5'4 five, Barg. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, it's cool one? that he's a midfielder, but the, the benefit of getting a defender that's playing midfield is that they sometimes get cleans. <laughs> Belland is just a bad midfielder who doesn't get cleans. That's it's the, just oh my that's god, a dude. Yeah, 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 I'm with you there. I just don't, I don't see it. And then need- Emery, dude, what the actual fuck with Torreira? I feel like I'm on fucking Ars TV right now, fan yeah, TV. Yeah, no, Ars Cast TV. How the, the- in actual fuck is he not starting this kid? He came in and fucking bossed when he How does on. he? He was the best player on the pitch when he came and in for the second. He game. will start next game. There's no fucking. We fucking way said that last week. Why didn't he start this week? I don't. I don't feel like he's going to start next week. We said we'd fly an Emery out banner over the Emirates if he didn't start. So I guess that's a bad job by us. We have no, but, to organize but, an Emery out banner. But but that's what I'm saying. I, I don't think he's going to start this week because I thought he was going to start last week and he didn't. So what the fuck is happening? I I don't feel. I have no confidence that he's going to start this week. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. Shaka is a ghost ship. They should transfer him to fucking Besiktas with Loris or something. He's so bad. I mean, you also, watch Shaka. Guendouzi needs to. They need to chill with Guendouzi. Like yeah, he is he, he's has, talented. That's very obvious. But like, what are we what are we talking about here? He's just he's like a, a nailed on starter. When did that happen? Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Everyone is sucking his dick. He's an absolute child, and he has mistakes in him. He should not be starting for a team like Arsenal. He. It would be great if he was starting for you know. Fucking Cardiff. Everton or Wolves Cardiff. or something. Bottom yeah, whatever. For eight million. Palace. He's like they're attacking mid. I'd yeah. be like, wow, he's sick. Yeah. Put him in for fucking MacArthur for Palace. I'm jerking it. But yeah. For Arsenal, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, oh my god, that'd be amazing. Yeah, yeah. but you know, I, I, he's maybe he was playing in the second division in France last year. I don't understand. Everyone's like putting the pinning their hopes on him. Yeah, it's like it, sometimes he, you find Conte, sometimes you find Ali. Usually you find Guendouzi. I don't know how this... He's still fine. The issue is Shaka. Shaka is so fucking bad. He does nothing. I do not understand his purpose. And I don't know how he starts every game. I, I just don't think understand it's one it. or the other, though. It's like... Then it the should reason, be the child. The reason Give me Guendouzi the child. and Shaka are in, for, in my opinion, and like what I've read is like they're passing... They're, they're linking from midfield to the forwards is essential and really important for Arsenal. And that's like their main way of getting the ball field and maintaining possession. And that's, that's fine. But if you ask either Shaka or Gunduzi to do anything defensively, you're going to concede yeah. a billion chances per game, which is what they're doing. The, the forward balls Torreira played in the second half of his no, game great. last week was better than the entire season's worth of forward balls from Shaka and Gunduzi maybe combined. So yeah, I don't I understand mean, Torreira that. and... I just don't understand. The, the I problem do is they don't, have, they don't have two Toreros is basically what I'm saying is the problem. But they have one and the fucking idiot tooth maniac fuck uh, won't play him. I uh, don't now understand. Now you don't like his teeth? I still like them, but I'm upset because I don't understand. Like, play your good players. It's just so simple. Play yeah, the it. players that are good and bench the ones that are fucking bad. Like, I just don't get it, dude. It's always a weird thing oh when, my like, God. everyone on earth sees the same thing except for the manager. How the it's fuck does Aubameyang have six fantasy points on the season? Yeah, so I don't know, a lot of people wrote it. FB, FPL Hipster on Twitter, if you're on Wildcard, do you stick or twist on Aubameyang? I think that's interesting. Colin, CJ on Slack, tough to not be tempted with the fixtures, but is it right to stay clear of Arsenal until things are more settled? Thoughts on Abba? Are Mickey, Monreal, and Bellin the only ones to consider? Well, we can scratch off Monreal and Bellin from that list. Um, 
Wolfgang, are we keeping faith in the bug-eyed god? E- everyone's asking about the same fucking things in our, for Arsenal. It's, it's problematic. Aubameyang is a bit problematic. What do you think about Aba? If I owned him and I wasn't anywhere near the wild card, I wouldn't look at the spot on my team. There'd be other problems. Wild carding is tough. Though. I, I wild prob- card is the more interesting question. Probably would not go with him. I mean, okay, so obviously, if you own him and don't own Kuhn, that's ridiculous thing, and that should be a swap, right? You can mm-hmm. agree on that. Yep. But if you own him and you do own Kuhn, what about like going to Kane on a double move? Hmm, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I, him, I don't dude. mind. I mean, that. you know, if, if you go fucking sitters. I mean, it's the kind of thing. If you could go Richarlison and Ob to Fraser and Kane, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, you're like 0.5 off doing yeah, that. Yeah, but you know, in the in the yeah. realm, something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. I think that's I like, a, but a good move, probably. Probably the thing you you know it's going to come with Ob. He has a very long it's track record. He's quality. Definitely going to come. Yeah, it, it's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Um, the thing that concerns me is like. He wasn't in the box. Like he had one touch or two touches in the box against West Ham. One shot in the box. Four one, chances created, which is great. One I mean, he had touch. three shots total, but only one in the box. And I don't know. I mean, I I honestly do credit a lot of that to just like they need Ozil because he creates chances for fun. But it's not encouraging. I mean, they end up scoring three goals, but it was fucking ugly from Arsenal this week. Yeah, they they didn't play well. Obs, uh, Obs is a tough one, man. Yeah, I, I, it's so I'm, tough. I mean, it's like starting I mean, it's your Welbs team really is what we need. <laughs> it's, it's it's fucking Welbs team. Welbs played Welbs fifteen minutes on, on the season. Well, fifteen minutes, easy goal, easy bones, more points than Obs on the season, half the price. Welbs in. On another day, West Ham win this match. Oh yeah, I, Arnie getting subbed was very frustrating because they lost it all. They, yeah, they had it all and they lost it all when Marco got subbed. Yeah, so what do you feel about Oh, it's all, I mean, should we talk about the 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 bug-eyed guy? Is 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 it time to Wolfgang said is it time to fuck him off for someone with an immune system? It's <laughs> a good shout. Um I we need more information. The the training ground bust up is a very significant concern, but don't know yeah, if it's real. Don't know if it's real. Could be just falsehoods. I mean, Emery doesn't speak such great English. The press conference is kind of like muddled. Don't really know what he's saying about it. But like you mentioned, you know, the, the chances created, he was what was missing for them, their performance against West Ham. Um, Ramsey kind of slotted in there, but he's box box. He doesn't create shit. You know, he, he's a side pass merchant, and then he just wants to make late runs and, and you know get on the end of things. And he's good with Otsul, but he's not good instead of. He doesn't do the same things. We need more information just to know, you know, is he going to come back in or whatnot? But. It's tough to rationalize keeping him. I think it's it's really tough. What, what's your take? You you want to you want to keep him? Well, so I only have one free. I feel like most people at this point of the season have several more pressing issues to me than Ozil. Like I just have guys who weren't ill and just score one point every week, like De Gea or Bevis, who just gets rotated or. You know, whatever. People who have Richarlison, like, that's obviously way more pressing than someone like Ozil or a United defender, like, that's way more pressing. But yeah, I mean, there, 
to me, I'm not seeing many like lateral swaps that I'm too excited about. I have nothing in the bank. I can't go to to David, and I kind of want to save my city spot for Ederson anyway. And then there's not like many other guys until you go down to all of the Richarlison replacements that we just talked about that I yeah. love with those. And then you're just banking like two million. And yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, I I think you nailed it in just saying we need more information because if we get an indication that it was just illness, he's nailed in, should be in the starting eleven as usual. Then the fixtures are that good where I think he's like an auto keep. I mean, he's just. They're going to keep scoring two, three-plus goals against most of these bad sides. Maybe, like, at Newcastle's the one bad fixture that I'm seeing in, like, the next, you know, seven game weeks or something like that. And he's going to assist a lot of those goals, I think. So I'm very interested in keeping him. I don't think getting rid because of a illness, it's it's like getting rid of someone because they pick up a knock or something. It's like if they're back next week, then... it's still it's still a good pick, I think. I don't know. Am I crazy? I don't think it's crazy. The the main issue I am seeing forecasting to the future is we're not going to know come you know Friday night what the score is until because we see the you team think sheet. The presser won't give us anything. Oh yeah, he's not going to say shit. And all of the rumors that came out about the bust up was due to him telling him he was going to be on the bench, which is a concern because if that's the case, then that means. He's still tinkering. He doesn't see him in his eleven. He's not nailed. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. The one thing though behind the scenes as well that is very difficult to gauge is you know Rambo's expiring contract and who knows what the fuck and Otsel's on fucking three twenty five k a week or some nonsense and he just signed an extension for three years. You're not spending that on your fucking first sub off the bench. So I don't understand what's happening. I just don't understand it. Yeah. I mean, maybe we're being dumb and we shouldn't rationalize any sort of logic. Because it's Emery, and we just went on a tirade about how Torreira's not starting, but they needed yeah. Oza last week, so maybe we're just being dumb. But yeah. as of right I, now, I'm personally leaning towards removing him. See, like I'm for definitely me, like, waiting. I'm definitely waiting for press conferences. Like, yeah, I want to see pictures of Oza in training. I want to see him smiling. I want to see the eyes of the bug. But I mean, I want to hear the presser too. Maybe we get lucky and he does say something. I don't know. But for me, I'm like looking at the hair, and I'm. I feel worse about De Gea than Ozil. I mean, at least I have Kearney to come in if Ozil's garbage and Kearney can like get me a lucky assist or something like that. But if De Gea just gets one to three points every week I, and I can just go to Ederson, who's basically going to get six points every week, it's just like, fuck, I want to yeah, do no, that move. Yeah, I for you and the way your team is, given that you have Kearney to come in for him and he still has a... Reasonable fixture at Brighton this weekend. I, I agree that De Gea is more of a concern, but for me, you know, I have two frees and I have I can do whatever the fuck. Yeah, so. two frees. It's very tempting to get rid of Ozil. So what? Where are you looking to go there then? So are let's, you let's just wait. looking at Fraser like you said? Let's wait till we get onto that. Okay, then. we'll wait till our teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's more stuff to talk about. I mean, we didn't really talk about Chelsea at all, other than Pedro. I mean. Dongfest on Slack said is Alonso essential. J Flo said has talk. He had two assists in 43 minutes in the first two games. Goal against Newcastle. New sorry system. He looks more attacking than under any other Chelsea manager. Great run. Thoughts. Um, and, and we should talk about Conte too. Yeah, Conte. Not, it's Conte similar to Pedro. He needs counterattacks in space. He's not going to create anything. It has to be on a plate for him. But. Yeah, he didn't. He did absolutely nothing remotely attacking. 
Yeah, it, it, but that's the thing. You know, it's it's tough for him because he's obviously not an attacking midfielder. He's a fucking yeah. CDM masquerading as an attacking midfielder. But Hazard, yeah, I mean, his stats were back to where they normally are. Obviously gets a jammy pen, and, you know, it does Hazard things. Obviously on baps with the pen. He looks good. No, no arguments, right? I mean, he's a good pick. I think he's just really good pick. Yeah, he's always. I mean, a good if pick. like if Ozil out to to fucking Hazard, if he, that that's a double change that can happen, like oh my god, I love that. Yeah, he's just he's always good. He's always good. He's literally always good when he's healthy. He always returns when he's fit. Period. And just like Ozil, but he doesn't have the question marks around his attitude or whatever the fuck. And he but. shot a lot. Shot, yeah, shot five times, which is like abnormal for him. Yeah, I mean, he's got to pick up the slack from Murata, who looks like I don't know what the fuck is happening with him. <laughs> he just looks. He's just lost. a hold up merchant. He's just a lost puppy. In yeah. a, in he's a, in learning a too much from Drew, not enough from Sorry. Yeah. No. Yeah. Hazard looks looks good. Looks good. Who else was in this uh, question? Um, Alonzo and Conte we already talked about, but Alonzo, I mean, yeah, I mean, how have we not talked about Alonzo? We're running, we're running long, and we haven't, we haven't talked about Alonzo. <laughs> okay, I need like I, a a bell that goes up whenever you say we're running long. What do you, you you just brought him in? He's got four assists, one real, actual, real life assist. What do you what do you think about it? Yeah, I mean. The, obviously, I look like a fucking genius for bringing him in, which is pretty lucky on my part. But one of the reasons I brought him in is because he he has stats very comparable to the majority of the Richarlison placement sort of range that guys that we were talking about. He has a heat map very comparable to the majority of those guys as well. He's in the box. He's shooting, you know. 2.3 times per game like he's he's drawing pens he's you know he's doing all that stuff that you that you want to see creating a chance a game and he's a defender so he gets four points when when slash if they ever pick up any clean sheets so i mean i think it, the most obvious thing i could possibly say in the world is that he's an absolutely incredible pick um and it's funny we didn't mention him in the Richarlison placement, which is basically how the reason that's like how I brought him in. I brought him in as my Jota replacement, so it's actually the same thing. And I think if you have a if you have two frees, I think it's very reasonable to go with Alonzo over any of the guys we mentioned earlier. I think he's yeah. incredibly good. Yeah, I agree. The, the sustainability is still a bit sketch. He had zero chances yes. created and one goal attempt against Newcastle and he came away with an 11 point haul with no clean sheet which yeah. Newcastle was a really bad fixture for all all Chelsea stats basically the, though. Yeah. Like the first two he his stats were incredible. It's fair, but I would actually feel like for Alonso when it's 10 so deep behind the ball that it would almost be the ideal fixture for him because he doesn't have to worry about playing defense. Which he does against most other sides, but right. either way, you know he's good. He always gets points, and we thought the wing back situation this year would be an issue, but clearly, Sari's just unleashed him down the left flank, and you know they're they're covering for him, and when he's bombing forward, and he's going to keep getting in the points. But it must be said, you know, three games at that clean sheet against Huddersfield, but letting a goal felt, bad, a, felt a little lucky. Yeah, felt a little lucky. Letting a goal up at Newcastle is. Bad. 
80 plus percent possession. They let up a goal. It's not that's idea. bad. That's no. bad. So you know we're gonna a lot getting anyone besides Lonzo and Chelsea defense. I think we need to write off. That's just stupid. They're, yeah, they, I mean I love Rudiger and I love him on set pieces, but it's ridiculous. Yeah, He's it's not, just yeah. Yeah, they're they're still five five plus for the all of them, and they're just not at the level for that price. Alonzo, you know, it's going to be a matter of at the end of the season how many clinches they have, you know, how long he had them, and what blah blah blah, where they land and how many clinches they get. They don't look good defensively, so just you know, be aware of that when you buy him in. And you know, he's already got three double digit hauls, and he's going to get a couple more, I'm sure, on the season, but. Feels very unsustainable, and I'm seeing yeah, a lot of hit, hits. Hotsalu's goal, that near post little header thing, was point zero eight xg. You know, I mean, fuck, yeah. <laughs> it just feels like incredibly unlucky. Yeah, like, yeah, like but they they completely dominated that match. Like, there's that's the obvious. Yeah. That's not even an argument. No, 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 and they will dominate a lot of other matches away. Yes. But this was also a knock on Sorry as he came to the league. You know, with Napoli, you know, they they let up goals on the counter late on. You know, they they don't shut it down. He's always playing the same system for ninety. But um, the thing this week that's made it a lot more palatable bringing him in is most people are making funds by removing an actual red card player with Charleston, which I'm like, okay, fine, that's not a big deal. Right. If it was another week and people are just chasing the points and removing someone fine, like 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 if Richardson was a red or something, yeah, like yeah. if Richardson blanked and people are just removing him for a hit to bring Alonso, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Di- diabolical. Yeah, and but that that's the thing, you know. If it's a Richardson hit and that's where you want to go and set it up for the medium long term, you know that that's fine. But if you're you know if you're getting him in and removing a couple of decent assets for the minus four, then I'm not too keen on it. So I'm I'm a little cautious, cautiously optimistic. Yeah, no, I, cautious. I think I agree with that, and that's yeah. why I positioned it like as a Richarlison Richarlison replacement type of guy. I mean, right. you can you can include Ozil in that too, I guess. Like if you're making a double move and yeah, and a defender up to Alonso and Ozil down to someone else is is part of it. I'm totally fine with that. But yep. yeah, I mean it. it that's the thing, right? It generally requires a double move unless you have someone like Smalling or Babis and you have money in the bank. So for a hit, it's it's not great. I wouldn't do it, probably. Yeah. There, there are other guys. Um, <sighs> Hazard, though. Yeah, I, I want him. I wish there was a way I could get Ozil to him, but it's very difficult. Yeah, I don't. I personally don't know how to do it. So I don't think. It's yeah, I mean, it would require three moves for me. It would be Davis, De Gea, and Ozil. Yeah, but I only have one free. Yeah. Um. Maybe I plan to do it in like two weeks or something like that. I don't know. But should I rattle off some fan questions real quick and then we'll move on? Yeah. Um, Nar on Slack. How important are two transfers going into the international break? Yeah, it's it's nice to have, but people people get a little bit of carried away with it. I think people are way carried away with it. Yeah, everyone's. It's so good to have two transfers. I don't. What is it? You know, we we have surprise. Yeah, the the pressers don't tell us anything. It's not like we like learn that much. Maybe there's an injury, but that's it. Yeah, you know, we get surprise emissions and such. We don't know, but you know. Like last season, Antonio Valencia is traveling back from South America. Will he play? You know, we don't fucking know. I'm not like none of that shit like matters to me when I'm making my decision on what to do with my transfers. I still want to get my shitty players out and bring in good players. So I don't think it's that important. I think I think it's like an overblown uh, FPL ism. I don't know. Yeah, I think so too. Um, 
Cam Yeah and Slack, any non-premium defenders we like as enablers, like sub sub five zero, besides Wani Biz. Oh God, it's hard, dude. I mean, like, I read that question and I was just trying to think of like who has a good defense other than like Liverpool and City, and I just honestly couldn't think of one. I I still like Brighton at home against mid table or yes. less sides, but and I still only... like Leicester. Like we shouted in keepers. I think less like Pereira, Chilwell are really attacking, and but that's it. You know, it's even Leicester, Brighton. I never want to start them away. I don't unless if they're playing Cardiff or Huddersfield. I never want to start them away. Makes it really yeah, hard because when you're rotating, you're not doing a home away rotation. Typically, you're doing a fixture based rotation, and I have no confidence that they're going to keep a clean sheet against. Any any side, yeah. And then there, you look at someone like Newcastle. Their next two fixtures are at City, home Arsenal. Yeah. So which, no. which, yeah, which is why you know you have five at the back, and your cheapest defender is five five or five million five, Trent, nine. five million Trent, and then six plus for the other four. Yeah, if you're, you know, Wambasaka four million obviously is a great value pick. You know, Bennett four million for Wolves. It could be a rotation. I don't know if he, how nailed he is with the Docker there, but. You don't want to be in that bracket, in my opinion. You know, I don't. I don't like the rotations at all this season. Whereas in the in the seasons past, there's always fairly multiple decent rotations and teams that you you like. Yeah. You know, in that in that region, like Swansea in years past, you'd always like to have it in a rotation, things like that. And the defenses in general, especially with Burnley being awful, you know, Watford. Yeah, I was about to mention Burnley, like Burnley, West Ham, Everton, all being nightmares. Terrible. terrible. Bournemouth and like is Southampton terrible. too. Yeah, Southampton at home maybe, but again, it's it's the away. Oh, they're is, bad. They're bad. Yeah, they're, they're bad. All right, they're bad. Alon, whoa, dude, they're fine, <laughs> fine. Like Newcastle at home is okay, but the fixtures. It's the main issue is that it's the home and the away. You know, you can't with five defenders. You can't really afford to just only have these rotations. Or you know, you're starting them at home. It's it's bad. It's it's really bleak this season. So that's I, I think that's why you know Mandy Robertson's in every team. Three four two three five two looks a lot better when you could start three premiums and then have a couple fodder guys at the back and there's not a lot of I don't I don't see a lot of value otherwise at all yeah. I don't feel like it's going to change really either right what what would change like how would that yeah, narrative what, change what five O's are going to emerge as like I mean yeah Trent is is a good shot I like always keep forgetting that he's five O but yeah I don't know I mean like I mean I have I Shaw guess Burnley will probably get knocked out of Europa League on Thursday. Maybe they'll turn it around and be typical Burnley in a couple of weeks' time or something like that. Or until they get to forty points. Yeah, until they get to forty points. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I think I think we do we do still back the Brighton, who are just like a solid team and a bus. Oftentimes they're a bus away, which might lead to some cleans. And I still like Newcastle, like hangover from from last season where Rafa just. Sets up a good defense. It's just the fixtures are so bad. So that's that's still two weeks away. I I don't fucking know. There's there's like not really a team I trust outside of Palace, who you think will be a lot worse without Tompkins. So that's not good. And man, yeah, it's it's fucking brutal this year. I mean, Watford, I guess have been okay. They but, still have shitty defenders. Yeah, they have they They're have worse shitty. fixtures than Newcastle. Yanma for, for sucks at playing defense. Cabaselli is good, but Cathcart couldn't even get remotely near the team. He was barely on the bench last year. He was like their fifth choice center back. I don't know what the fuck. Holes holes attacking numbers. Yellow card merchant Holba. I don't know. I, I 
I don't know what it's Watford's dire. It is it's, dire. So basically, in short, it's a void. I do think that Wolves will figure it out at some point. Wolves, yeah, yeah. They they were really good this weekend. Yeah, they were but. good. I, they you know nervy start. You know a lot of first timers and you know I feel like they'll they'll get it together to some extent. But not right now. I still don't want any other defenders. Yeah, right, right now. now it's kind of a nightmare. Um, Richie Rich on Slack. I'd like to. I'd like your take on how much weight we should land to statistics. I'm thinking primarily on players like Frazier, Wilson, and Mitrovic. Oh, man. We didn't talk about Wilson or Mitrovic, all pod. Um, yeah, that's questions are good. Yeah, questions are good. I, I mean, it's the same thing we always do. It's kind of a 50-50 with eye tests and stats. You know, there, there are some times when we watch the game. For me, I, mean, I can't only speak for me personally, but there are times when I watch the game I feel like someone's involved, and then I check the stats, and I'm like, well, I didn't do anything. He was just doing meaningless things to help them tick along. So, you know, I think that would be like a McTarian performance this weekend. He he looked involved, but when you check the stats, he was very far away from getting fantasy points. So things like that are nice when you're looking at a 50-50. I like to use a comparison tool on Fantasy Football Scout. I think the members is, is worth the $10 or whatever the fuck just to get a better picture. You know, you get the heat maps, you get the average position, things like that. But in general, you know, I watch as many games as I can. You know, typically watch about four or five games, and then I check the highlights for the other the other fucking five or, or six, six or whatever. Thanks, Juan. Ten. How to make ten. I don't know. It's ten minus four. Yeah, yeah six, okay. good. Ten minus four, six. Good. But I, I, I very much look at it hand in hand. I think that they, they go together. And you know, people also but don't look at stats at all. And they just base it on their eye test. Yeah, some people don't look at stats yeah. at all, which what, I think is, about, is incorrect. But yeah, I don't like yeah, that. I wish, I, wish I had a more formulated answer. Like I, I'm curious how like a hardcore stats analytics person would answer this type of question because some of them would probably be like stats are everything and some people would be like there are holes in stats and I use stats to just either confirm an opinion like you said like you watch and then you check the stats after or also I think stats are good for if you have the stats kind of lingering in your mind before you watch a match it kind of makes you watch differently too you know Mm -hmm. where you're like like someone like Conte, it's like, oh my god, he had fucking five touches in the box and a bunch of shots like two weeks ago or whatever. And then like the next Chelsea match, me and you were glued to watching him the whole time. Or like, what the fuck is happening? What is he doing? It kind of informs like how we watch the match, which is important. But yeah, I think it's it's always a mix. I mean, I I would never get someone only on eye test, and I would never get someone only on stats. I don't think yeah. because so, they can be very deceiving. So. Um Sidestepping that question, real more important is Mitrovic and Kyle Molson. What what are we up to with these two guys? Well, so Mitrovic is hot on everyone's mind after the triple return. He's incredibly good. He's so good. I absolutely love him. The the only thing that I I how I answer people who are looking to bring him in for like Arnie or bring him in for King or some other fuck, but. Their fixture, their next two fixtures are as bad as you could like. Like at Brighton is a really bad attacking fixture, and then at City is arguably the worst attacking fixture in the league. So, for people who are just making like a short term little like swap transfer, I'm not sure on the Mitrovic pick. Long term, absolutely love him. Like wild card, absolutely love him. Callum, Callum just looks incredible. His stats are also out of control, good and. I don't know, both both Fulham and Bournemouth are just they've been so sexy all season to watch. They've been so good. So good to watch attacking. 
I don't know. I like I like both. I guess is is my answer. What do you think? I think they're both fantastic. Yeah, I, I mean they're just both so involved. The teams don't play defense. All they do is try and score four goals, and they want to win four three. And yeah, you know, you mentioned the next two for for Fulham are bad. Upright, yeah, I agree with you. It's not great, but you know, medium medium long term, it's it's a good hold. And you know, same thing kind of with Bournemouth. They have at Chelsea, but then they they have a handful of decent fixtures through to November, and then it gets a little bit diff- more difficult. So I, they, they both just look so good. You know, every every play, every every attacking movement, like they're involved to fuck. And Callum is showing his Callumness. He he should have like six goals. He's fucking yeah. Fucked. He he missed two mega chances every, this week, and that's why I no, didn't that get every week, every single week, he's missed two sitters. Basically, that's the Callum <laughs> we know. But he's getting such volume; it's out of control. Um, I think they're just both fantastic, and I. If I were wildcarding right now, I would play around with a non-coon team with like both of these guys and like Wilf or something and see what I can what I can make make. Well, I had I had also pen these guys against pin pin these guys against or pen yeah pen, pen. these guys no, against not right pen not pen 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 yeah I'm I'm an expressions fucking merchant. I'd pen these guys against the again back to the retirement replacement guys like. These guys five. are the same price. Yeah, double swapping your four or five out and switching formation. I'd I'd rather have either of these guys than any I think midfielder. Ev- every guy that we we named. Pedro's the only one I would would question just consider. because he's on Chelsea. But yes, I, yeah, I, I would agree. consider that too. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah. everyone else, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And Alonso, I feel like and that's Alonso's being that's being a miss right there. So like people aren't doing that and people aren't talking about that. But they're fucking great picks. Absolutely great picks. Absolutely great. There's picks. a lot of forwards. I didn't expect there to be, but there's a lot of good forwards. Yeah, I mean, if, if we talked about this in Slack, but when producer Nathan and guest Jason are both on a player like Mitrovic, we need to take notice. We're so stupid. Yeah. We don't. We, we try to learn from mistakes, but we also never learn from mistakes. Yeah, obviously we're on Jota. And yeah, they're, on, on yeah they're laughing at us. They're Don't laughing. even know they're who like, he is. Oh, you have no idea. Guest is like, do you even know how bad he is on FIFA? Don't even know what FIFA <laughs> is. And then meanwhile, Mitrovic just hauling his life away. He's so good. He's great. Absolute The amount of shot, like the, the ability to get shots off. It's like, yeah, I mean, it's like, like every Kane. other top He's like striker. Kane. He reminds me of Kane a lot. Yeah, like he just he just has that knack for just buying a half yard and getting a shot off on target in the box. He's just always there. He's he's just great. He's so good. I mean, if you do a lick pussy celebration, you are forever in my heart. <laughs> he kind of does the meet you celebration also. Oh, he's got it all. He he's actually it has all. it all. Mitrovic, Arnie, like, God, great guys. Great guys. They're absolutely great guys. Legends. Fuck. Alright, that's good. Um... We gotta get get out of this question. Let's do uh, here. Last question, or, just because it's it's kind of touching. Is Ben Arfe on Slack? He said, "As both a Manchester United and a Miami Dolphins fan, should I just take my toaster bath now, or should I give it a few weeks?" Yeah, no, you're fucking write it off. The both you're seasons done. are over. Forget about it. Get it. Just do something else. Learn how to knit. Learn <laughs> how. Learn how to knit. <laughs> Dolphins. Holy shit, they're so bad. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Um, fuck. Yeah, okay, that was a lot. Let's move on, right? Yep. Okay, so... 
Yeah, yeah, this is our daily uh, or our weekly Kuhn versus Mo uh, corner of the pod. Yeah, so Kuhn's history home versus Newcastle is... Is it good? It's five goals last time home, Newcastle, three goals the time before that. Does that matter? It's pretty good. Could not give less of a fuck about that statistic. Thank you for agreeing with me. Absolutely no fucks given. Don't don't give a fuck. He could have scored zero and zero would have zero impact on what I would do this week. What do you it's want? What on, do you want? It's always on Mo. It's always Mo. I I, I did dabble on uh, what was it Sunday? Just thinking about it, and I was like, oh, Coon, like home. He's good at home, but it's dumb. It's Mo. It's ab- absolutely Mo. Lester, fucking awful slab head against Mo. <laughs> like, come on. I mean, he's done him <laughs> several times before, and he will yeah. continue doing it. Yeah, it's just. People keep asking, is Mo worth it? Someone on Twitter wrote in, is it worth keeping him? They have bad fixtures coming up, blah, blah, blah. And it's just, he just returns every match. Like, we all expect him to lead the league in shots, maybe goals, which he does. He's second in shots in the box, second in XG. That's all expected, and that's all fantastic. And that's why he's, you know, part of the reason why he's as expensive as the forwards. But, he also leads the league in chances created and is third in XA. And that's what separates him from like Kuhn and Kane. It's like when he doesn't score a goal, he still double assist returns. Like he just, it's just so automatic. We've never seen anything like it. And it's just auto. I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's just auto for me. Yep. The, the longer it takes people to get on board with this, it's just the higher our ranks will be, I think. Well, this is, again, you know, we, we talked about. Leaving last season, and what are you know, part of the reason why we're spending thirteen on Mo is to cap him every week. So eight, nine, eight game weeks, one, two, and three speaks for themselves. You know, it's Mo, it's Mo, yeah. it's Mo, baby. Yeah, and if you average Coon's twenty pointer with his two pointer, it's barely any better than Mo to begin with. It's worse, and that well, it's that's 24. twelve on average, right? or twenty uh, eleven on average rather. Yeah, but okay. I'm just talking game weeks two and three. Like the if you cap Kuhn in game week two, a lot of people capped him in game week three also, and it's that's basically a wash, and that's what that's what'll happen with the majority of captains that we've seen in FPL history, yeah. <laughs> but not sometimes not. Um, and then our team. So I, yeah, we already talked a lot about our like our moves and stuff. But do do you have anything locked in already? You didn't do an early move, right? I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah, literally, there's so much, so many options yeah. with two frees and the guys you have. Yeah. I have literally no idea what I'm doing. Um, I mean, Otsel's a thing. Shaw is a, is a thing. Having Mom and, and Juan Biss is not feeling good. Arnie, need more news on him. So these are all the spots. But I am feeling in my heart of hearts that I want to, again, just spend one transfer and float because, in general, my team looks good and... You know, Palace having Southampton at home does do a lot for me. Um, I was actually th- even thinking about just doing Ozil to a four, five, or a five, and and just floating. Like I have no idea what I'm doing. What do you think I should do? Yeah, I mean, start, starting Sako every week is still good. I think like we've. I mean, if they concede two goals and he gets two bonus points, like that's you can start him every week and feel good about it. I think even without Tompkins, but yeah, I mean. I don't know. Shaw is kind of weird. I mean, they're at Burnley. Like, is United really not going to? Are they not going to keep it clean at Burnley? Like, if they're not going to keep it clean at Burnley, like, 
are they the worst team in the league? Like, come on. <laughs> They're eventually going to keep A clean, right? Like, I don't understand. Like, but yeah, I mean, Arnie News is the most pressing thing, right? I mean, that's, that'll make your decision for you if he's injured or missing any time or anything like that. So we obviously need that. But I told you my feelings on Ozil. Like, I think, I mean, I'm only on one free, so it's a lot easier for me to, to keep him. But I think I think it's worth holding one more week because there's a pretty high percent chance that he we're just holding him for six to ten more weeks if he starts this week and looks good against fucking Cardiff. God, keeping him is going to be a difficult difficult challenge for me. Yeah, I mean, I guess it's kind of insane for you to like keep him and transfer Shaw, who's looks like United's best player and is playing 90 every week, but... I could just do Shaw to Bennett, bankroll, go-go. How much, do you have any in the bank? No. Yeah. I can't do uh, Dilv. Yeah. Yeah, so not being able to go to Dilva. Uh, fuck. I mean, yeah. you could do what we talked about earlier and go Shaw to Alonzo and Ozil down yeah. to 6-9. Yep, could do that. Could do that. Like, right. Isn't that good? Yeah, or, or Kamara know, up to Mitro or Callum and Ozil down, that, yeah. like we also just talked about. Yeah, can do that. All of those are good. Yeah, I need someone else. Maybe I'll ask Lauren and I'll do what she says. <laughs> we need more time. We just need more yeah, info. Need, we need, need Ozil news. We need Arnie news. Basically, any of the things are on the table. But I've got a, yeah, Lambs will, Lambs will be the Lambs. What about you? Yeah. You're, are you, you're trying to save? I would like to say it just feels so bad having De Gea. Yeah. Is there any reason to save versus get Ederson straight in? Only just making my life easier next week. I mean, because I still... I mean, I think holding Davis this week, I think, is easy. Like, Rose started against United and kind of came off hurt, and Davis should just auto-start next week as usual. So I think that's an easy hold. I mean... Yeah, I guess that's a, that's an interesting way to look at it. Is there any reason for me to hold Dea and save? I mean, home Maybe. Newcastle is so much better than at Burnley. Right. And City and Ederson yeah. are so much better than United and Dea. The answer is no to that. So the answer is just no. Yeah. So I guess that's what I'm looking at. <laughs> pending Arnie. Pending Arnie news. Pending Ozil news. Pending Davis news, not really. No, they're just not pending Arnie and Ozil yeah. news. I guess I, okay. I will probably just do that then. I mean, lucky I have a city spot to spare, so yeah, I can just yeah. do that. All right. Is there ever any any reason for me to maybe hold a city spot for Dilva or something like that? And no. I could just go to head to like Ryan or no, any of those guys. Probably no. not. Right. No. It's just six points every week. Easy. No. Easy no. Easy no. And and I bank money as is <laughs> with the head Ederson. Which is I, I, the I mean, silly the part. way I look at it, and we've had, I mean, I don't even know how many conversations we have with people on Slack about premium versus 4.5 defender uh, goalkeepers, but the um, we just went over a list of eight, six and a half and under midfielders who all look great. And there are literally zero 4.5 million goalkeepers who look great. And the difference between not only are you getting so much more money in the bank by going a premium goalkeeper and one of these midfielders versus like Dilva and Matt Ryan or whatever. It's not close. The, the premium goalkeepers rise to the top every season. It's the, the value, quote-unquote value, is not there, but the points are there. And the points are good. And when we have enablers like this, 
I can't remember the last season when we've had maybe like when Mara's was five five a couple of years ago, or when when Ramsey yeah. and Yaya were really cheap like three years ago. The amount of enablers that we have right now in the game is off the charts. So shoring up the goalkeeping position with a premium option is just it makes no it's such a no brainer. It's a no yeah, absolutely the value no-brainer. thing is always interesting because someone on someone on Reddit when we posted Lambs was shitting on me for getting rid of Juan B. I mean. No argument for like, for me. I, he is the best value player in the game right now. He's four zero. He's good. He's on a good mid table team. Yeah. But what I wrote back to him is just: I have money to spend, and points are better than value. Points <laughs> so I'm are getting better. Alonso. Points are better. I don't know what my team value was last year, the year before, the year before, the year before. I know what my OR was, and I know how many points I finished on. And that's the most important thing. So you just got to spend your money somewhere. That was the spot where I I saw the best six five guy, which is Alonzo. Now he's up to six six, I think. And so far, so good. You know, so fucking sue me. I got rid of the best value guy. It's a cardinal sin, apparently. But points are really good. Love points. Absolutely love points. Nothing better than than just green arrows and points. That's Grenier, all I want. Green arrows and points are good. I must also, as we as we close on an absolute record bumper long podcast, the amount of times you said like on this podcast, absolute least amount of any time we've ever potted. Thank God. I was so scared. One million percent now. least amount of times you've said the word like on a podcast since we have had episode one f- five years ago. Thank God. Job, Thank you for saying that. You. Because that, that was my big miss from last week, right? So... Good job by you. Thank you. All right, let me slap some uh, asses. Just the two new signups for this week, new patrons on our Patreon. You find at patreon.com slash FMLPL. We got Kyle Gavalek, a.k.a. Kyle G in there. And we got longtime email buddy, friend of the pod, Cole Larned. Cheers, boys. Happy to have you. Thanks for thanks for signing up. Any last words, Walsh? Nope. Check us out at FMLPL.com. Follow us on Twitter at FMLPLNG. Cheers.